Shut up and sit down. And welcome to Nerd Splaining. This is your host, Eric Da Silva. With me, as always, is my co-host, Jose Romero. What up? What's going on, Jose? How you feeling? Doing good, man. Nice little breezy evening here in South Florida. Oh, that's that's great. I mean, it's it's a nice it's unusual. A, yeah, breezy. yeah. I mean, as a as a former fellow Floridian, uh, I I know very well. It's, it's usually it's hot and sticky. It's usually like it, most Florida nights feel like you're being haunted by the ghost of your heavy set aunt that doesn't want to let go. It's just a lot of heat and mugginess and like, give me one more kiss. It's very, it's very uncomfortable. Um, but it's a disturbing image. I love it. It is. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> but you know, uh, we're here today uh, talking all things nerdy. We are uh, living the, the day after, if you will, of not only our recording of the Snyder Cut Justice League experience, which you took a couple of hits and you took it like a man. Good for you. <laughs> proud of it. But also, you know, there's a, you know, Everyone is pontificating about their experiences and what they liked about it, what they don't like about it. And what have you heard, like, from your side of things that, you know, are people, like, citing more towards how you and David were about, like, liking it? Or are people citing more towards, like, me and Jerry's of, like, ah, it doesn't make any sense? I, overall, because, I mean, I've seen a bunch of reviews. I'm sure. The guys I follow online. And, and I even did my, my other shows, the Real Mentors podcast. Cheap uh, plug. <laughs> um, my two cohorts really liked it. I think I would say about... Seventy percent on the positive side that I've heard. Well, that's good. I mean, like yeah, you, you, it's, it's based on very even those who hated the original liked it not because right. Like, I mean, liked it, and it's been a lot of good positive feedback. If you go online, even on Tomatoes has it at seventy. Well, like I said, it's it's not to me. I mean, Jerry was the harshest one, but I also think it's because it was his first exposure, so he's living through what we lived through, but for four hours. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so it's much larger. So, uh, but I, I mean, even I said, like, look, I look at worst. It's a C plus, and at best, it's like a B B minus, and it and it, I, it's not a perfect movie. It's not one of those no. movies where I'm like, man, this is the the standard bearer. But it, it it really was. You could not get a more definitive Zack Snyder version of a thing than this. Uh, yeah, this was this, for superheroes, yeah, right? Like the it, epitome of, of Zack Snyder filmmaking. Absolutely, absolutely. And I will say one thing, and and I felt like I, I experienced this, and I was like, you know what? I, well, next time you and me talk, I got to bring this up because uh, if we're if we're going to be fair and we're going to be honest we got to be fair and we got to be honest i rewatched the snyder cut uh, no my opinion did not change about the movie so that's still that. no still stands <laughs> it is what it is but i will say that i feel like uh even though that you came off as like a male chauvinist douche uh, about your complaining about that five seconds of a force reference at endgame i do you mean the the, the woman selfie uh, it, it is it is a moment of empowerment you monster now, I will say, I thought we put Jose in his place and anyone thinks like Jose has no place in this conversation for we will mock you relentlessly. And then I rewatched the Snyder Cut and guess what I realized? What's that? Do you remember how many car accident scenes were in the movie? Wow, uh, there were car accident scenes? Yeah, there were two car accident scenes. The one that caused Victor oh, to become the, cyborg right, and, then and, the, and the one where yeah, Flash Iris saves. West. Right, both of those were women drivers. It was Iris West and it was it, was, it was Cyborg's mom, both women minority drivers. That is a passive-aggressive assault on women. And I, sir, will have nothing for it. You must be very happy. I think that's, that's why, why you like the movie. I think that's why you like the movie. This night of I think that's why you like the movie. You're like, this guy gets it. <laughs> which we'll explain, which we are going to talk about, I, I guess, uh, from uh, the female, uh, was it Anna or something? I think I forget the name. I forget her name is. But the, the head, head, of, the head uh, of Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers did come out. Talk, we'll that, talk about yeah, that's that a very big, week. very big topic. We'll talk about it next yeah. episode. But we are aware of it, but we are trying to actually think of things to say that are relevant and funny and and and, and douchey. So give us <laughs> give us a few days, but we'll get on that. But we'll we get on this. So much. Don't pack with that. But we have so much to talk about in the answer because we dedicated one episode to just a one movie. I mean, it's four hours, and so it makes sense. Mm -hmm. But there's so many things to talk about, and I know everyone's talking talk about like, what about Falcon and the Winter Soldier? We're gonna get there, but let's 
set it up with some news first. Let's kind of get our, our muscles relaxed into this world of nerdyism. Uh, Jose, uh, <laughs> set us up what's going on in the nerd world, man. The nerdy nuggets. Here we go. So let's start with this. This news dropped earlier today. And okay. it was interesting because I, I think we, and we had talked about this on one of the shows where I had heard that Falcon Winter Soldier, speaking of which, may get delayed because it was unsure about Black Widow's release, right? Right. And it didn't move, but this, my source is pretty accurate on that because he was pretty sure they were, were going to move Black Widow, despite the fact that recently they stuck to the guns. It's a theatrical release. Yeah, they hammered in like it's going to be... Right, oh, right, right, exactly. right. And this is just maybe like a week or two weeks ago at the stockholders meeting they had. Now, lo and behold, he was right, like we talked about, and yes, they officially have moved it to July 9th, if I'm not mistaken, or the 7th. Okay. From the May 7th, so about two months off. off. All right. And not only that, they are not going to make it a same-day home theater release with Disney Plus in their premiere package. You got to pay 30 bucks, of course. Can we just make this a thing from now on? Can we have home release and theater release at the same time? And I'll explain why. Uh, as a father of two, so it's me, my two sure. kids, and my wife. Every time I go out to the movie theater, I end up spending something like 150 freaking dollars because the tickets are like are like 15 bucks a pop, and then it got spend like $55 on, on food that I could get for a, uh, as 50 cents at the dollar store. It's insane. It's like every time I go to take my family to a movie, I got to take out a mortgage. Like it's bananas. So I, so to me, $30 is a godsend. I'm like, well, you get that movie for a month and I get to watch it with my kids and they get to be kids and like annoying and uh, short attention spans. I'm like, I don't give a shit because I got this for 30 days. So yeah, go make stupid noises get distracted i'll help you out we'll watch the fun scenes and then when you're sleeping i'll get intoxicated and watch it on my own whenever i want like i am okay Obviously. with this like I, honestly here's here's the the the, the real deal of, of the thing uh i think you do this from now on i spoil myself a little bit i have a i have a 70 inch tv okay so uh now when we when we watch big blockbusters we watch it on that TV. So, yeah. So, I think movie theaters should be for dates. That it, it, like, if you are like just you and, and your spouse want to leave the kids behind, go to movie theater. You and your date want to just take a break from the days of the week and you go see a blockbuster at a movie theater. You're getting to know somebody. So you go to a movie theater that just has mindless violence so you guys can give each other handies. Whatever. <laughs> Do, go to a theater. Make all that happen. But if you are a, in, if you cannot afford to take out the whole family give us in-home release it's so much easier it's more manageable it's an idea whose time has come and you may be i mean it's interesting because i don't know what strategy because i think it's, it's not only black i think corella was another one which like, who cares right but right whatever for whatever it's worth people want to see it fine it's the same day and day in release they uh luca that is officially not going to be released in theaters it's only going to release on disney plus free oh wow okay that's like, huge uh, that's like huge with, like with soul you know, right yeah holiday so it seems like their strategy i mean they could be playing it safe because i you know theaters are opening up kind of and I, you know covid who knows right it's, it's, still, it's, still gonna be social, it's gonna be still a lot of social distancing i mean I, I mean granted with the way the vaccines are going right now you might have a, a decent theater turnout but i guarantee you your streaming service is going to get bumped up and pick those those tickets too so to me it's a, without question yeah. and, and, and disney because i mean that they're torn a fine line because you know theaters you know that there's a relationship there and you know if disney's up you know they're the big they're the big dogs in the house right and right their movies really help financially oh yeah somebody's theater so oh, yeah. if they do home and home that's gonna hurt the theaters but for disney's like listen they charge 30 dollars that's all red meat for them yeah they don't share that revenue with no them. they don't so, have to cut it any which way right. that's on them and I, I, I think they're still interested in, in preserving that theater experience i, I don't know it depends man because i mean Let's assume Black Widow hits, right? No one goes to the theater, fine, right? If that trend continues, which I think is going to change, but hey, who knows? And they make, I don't know, just as much money at home. 
you know, I'm thinking to myself, why we're going to release in the theaters? I honestly think that right? uh, block, actually speaking, right? I mean, here's the thing: I think blockbusters you got to do theater and home at the same time, and then smaller. It's almost like a flip. Most people say smaller movies, home release, and bigger movies in a theater, and I say no, smaller movies in theaters, so they can help generate bigger income. Because if you do it at home, you're not people are not going to pay the extra for the smaller movie. So do smaller indie movies, those dramas, maybe. Like like uh, very down to earth uh, like suspense movies, all that theater, and then the 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 big budget blockbusters. You do home release and theater. This way, you kind of free up the the revenue stream for like what you already got locked at home. And then if people want to go see a, a movie that's not explosions and world shattering, you can go see like a cop drama. You can go see, uh, uh, you know, a quirky romantic comedy and it's going to give the theaters a bigger lifeline. I, th I think that's the way to go. I, I mean, just in terms of like how entertainment is and what people are is in the kind of world we're going to be in for a little bit longer. I mean, if you're going to do in like 25%, 35% capacity, you're not going to get the big ticket sales. No, you're not. You're not. Yeah. There's, just, there's just no way around it. And particularly for a black widow that has to make Eight, so, yeah, you got to spread it to every right. uh, yeah possible. But I think for, in the future, the movie studios would be smart. You do all the regular movies in the movie theater, and you do blockbusters at home and at theater. Right, the same day. I mean, what that means? Same day, right? Same day so release. HBO right. did. I know they got a lot of flack for doing now. All of a sudden, it's, you know, Disney's doing it. But I mean, I know the, HBO committed. Oh, not HBO. I'm sorry, one of us committed to the theaters next year. You know, okay. they just what it is that they, they shorten the window right um to 45 days and exclusively in theaters and then they can have it back in home theater it used to be 90 days right so it's kind of like give and take for all of them but who knows I and mean, we, we don't know how what's when this is you know covid thing are people going to go back to the theaters maybe they're used to being at home watching stuff at home i, I don't know i am i'm, I'm not, right i mean even with the vaccine nobody knows and that's the point that's the key no one knows anything even with the vaccine i feel like i want to live my life in a pandemic world <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and listen people get used to that that's yeah. why the streaming numbers have increased for obvious reasons and and people get used to that stuff. Do you want to go out? I'm sure there is a contingent of people they are going to go rush to the theaters. I get it. Um, I mean, look I at, my, look to, at Miami. The theaters too, right? Look at Miami. You guys went bananas on spring break because you've been in your house for for a couple of days. You're like, ah! And now you got it. It was off. Oh, yeah. It was, it was, it was a, literally a super spreader event. <laughs> 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 let's see it's something to keep an eye on but yeah. now we have to wait longer for Black Widow a couple extra months that's fine I'm, I'm gonna get it at home Whatever. now I, I have no problem with it. now I'm super yeah. excited I'm actually more excited now because I know I can watch it safely in my house right so, yeah, yeah. So I'm going with that home yeah. for 30 bucks and it's actually like you said for families it's a really good deal oh so he was like Financial. if you if you got vaccinated and you're on a date go see it in the theater sure. if you're at home and you have not if you've got a family and you, or you have not been vaccinated just watch it at home and then either way when you meet on your co-workers Zoom meeting you all get to talk about the same movie anyway. And you get to brag about, oh, we saw it in the theater because we got shots. And then the other people are like, well, I can't see anybody. I'm going to do the And you still get to talk about the movie. And I think it's a good thing. So, Everybody uh, wins. It's a win -win. I think so. It's a yeah. win-win. Uh, let's stick with, uh, actually, let's go to DC. I want to go back to Marvel in a second. Okay. Um, but I need some nerd splitting here. Yeah, so do it. Let me, let me set this up. So now apparently DC announced um, a project they're going to be uh, moving forward with. Okay. Um, now, there's a director, recent director, er er Emerald Fennelt. She just did Promising a Woman, which is very Oscar nominated. That was a really good movie, by the way. Right, it really was. Really was, good. Uh, she wrote uh, Writer for the Crown, which is not my kind of show, but it's a bit that people like that show. Yes. I get it. Um, but either way, so she's been tasked to. Uh, bring to the big screen a Zatanna. Movie. Ooh, cool! Yeah, so, I heard rumblings uh, on, but I hadn't. Right. I didn't know they got to sign the director yet. No, it's, yeah, she's she's gonna be writing it. Prob directing is still up in the air, but she's definitely writing it. She may direct it because this will be a first feature film. You know, they may be hesitant on that, but that's a different story. But that being said, I know very little about Zatanna. I think most people probably don't have any idea who she is. Okay, um, so, so let, yeah, let me break it down. Let me break it down. Excited about her. Uh, Zatanna. Uh, is a really old school DC character has been around for a long time she has massive connections with both Batman 
and uh, John Constantine. So if you uh, are a fan of like when Batman gets involved in like the magic aspect of like of like the dark underworld, or you like John Constantine because you've, you've read his comic books, or even if you flirted with the TV shows or the movie that he's in, Zatanna fits nicely in that world. Her cover story is that she is like uh, a David Blaine or a uh, uh, you know a Harry Houdini of the of the Marvel universe. Her father was actually uh, a magician, uh, stage magician called Z- uh, Zatannan, and her name is Artana. Uh, and so they were like a father daughter, and then he died, and she took up the mantle. What you, the general public doesn't know is that she's actually like one of the highest level mages in the DC world. And her big magical trick, which I always thought was really silly, um, when I at first I thought it was awesome because I didn't understand what was going on, and then when I understood it, I thought it was silly. But it was, it's like a cool kind of silly or a fun kind of silly. Her magic works by her letting her speak in backwards. So okay, it's so like Mitzelplik. Uh, is that Mitzel- yeah, well, uh, uh, Mr. Mr. Mitzel Pitalik, um, if he says his name, he gets sent back. But this is, uh, let's say she needs a car to turn into ice. So, you know, she would say, turn this car into ice. But she needs to speak it in the in phonetically backwards. So not the words in order, but literally <laughs> see E-C-I for ice, uh, you know, and it, so it sounds almost alien, but what the cool thing, one of my buddies who introduced me to this character when I was growing up, he got the comic book and I was trying to figure it out. He goes, check this out. And he showed the page in the mirror and then I just read off the mirror. I was like, oh, cool. And that's how I figured uh, out her, uh, her words are backwards. So uh, it's a kind of a cool thing. Uh, uh, in the DC animated cartoons that they recently came out with that was based off the new 52 DC universe, you can actually, they uh, start setting up heavily uh, in both Justice League Dark and uh, Justice League Dark Side War that Zatanna and uh, uh, John Constantine have a relationship or starting to have a relationship. And he kind of did this in the comic books too, but they're more on again, off again kind of situation. But she is an altruistic person who realizes her powers can allow people her to help people when they when her when people get stuck in a problem that only her, her magic powers can solve <laughs> and john constantine is very bitter and cynical like screw people they're all problems they're all sometimes people are worse than demons uh and i wanted to do with it but because of her good nature and the fact that he really is attracted to her <laughs> i don't know if he likes her but he's <laughs> really attracted to her he will actually end up doing good things just to keep her happy so they have that kind of dyna- dynamic of it. So I'm really excited because uh, especially after uh, watching A Promising Young Woman, this yeah, has me very excited. Now, you said she's writing or she's just, just directing it? She's, she's writing this. She may direct. Oh, she's definitely, okay. But she's definitely right. writing it. Yeah, I, think, okay. I think what I hear the issue is that she has done one movie and it's, it's going to be a big budget, I would assume. Sure. Oh, yeah. Part of it, big budget. So, you know, they want to be worried about who they actually yeah, I don't, I don't camera, think, which I get. I don't think her movie is going to be like Endgame uh, budget, no, but it but Still. It could definitely be like a Wonder Woman. I mean, not a Wonder Woman, but like a definitely like a, like a black Shazam. Shazam. I think Shazam is a good budget for for yeah. that kind of movie. Absolutely, exactly. Yeah, like sixty to eighty, yeah. to 100, I, and 100, I, so, it, which it, makes sense. If they were smart, they would make the movie not magic action, but magic horror action. Like well, flirt, well, which, with, which would be great because with uh, Walter Hamada. You know, heading that, that division. Right, he, he, he has the roots of horror. So right, exactly. So I, I hope they sense. have that. I yeah, hope it makes they, sense, and it could, this could be. I know they've been. I know JJ Abrams, who just you know went with them, has been talking about Justice League Dark. Justice League Dark. Um, so I would assume with Constantine, he's part of that, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Okay, right. So it makes sense. Maybe she's gonna be part of that. Maybe they're trying to set things up for the future. Now, is this? I, I what I first heard about it, I thought they were gonna make it a series on HBO Max, but now they're going full movie on this one. There's a full movie. Yeah. Oh, all right, cool. That's, that's, that's kind of yeah, so that's kind of exciting. All right. I mean, I like new characters. Give us something new. I, I'm totally fine with that. By the way, do you know how she looks like? Do I know who, who she looks like? Zatanna. Do you know what her character looks like? Uh, no. Okay, so uh, basically Zatanna, her costume is the epitome of uh, of like Halloween hoey, uh, which is 
she has a tuxedo, but it's, uh, you know, it's a, it's that small little tuxedo where, you know, it's all kind of sexy and tight. And then it goes right to like the crotch, like a bathing suit. And then she wears fishnet stockings and then black boots on high heels. Oh, th that's so not going to be the case in this. Oh <laughs> man. I hope so. I, that's, I'd be shocked if they go. That that I, no, I hope no, because they, they can do that when she's on stage because that's what the just, oh, oh, right, okay. Fair enough. So they'll, so they'll, I guarantee you they'll have that homage, but then when she's like in the movie, she's like, no one dresses like this in real life or something right. like that. Exactly. So, okay. Yeah. But, that, but that, that, that makes sense. But in the, in the comics, that's her go-to costume, which is, you know, when you're a 12 year old boy, figuring out a girl does magic by talking backwards. You're like, yes, exactly. Oh, I'm all in. Do this. I get it. <laughs> I definitely, you know, I, I'll be shocked. There's like the whole movie like that. Uh, well, I, I, I don't know. They just blamed a bunch of accidents on minority women driving and, and it's just as like, so you might get it. You might get it. The world's a messed up place. Jose, I'm not saying. directing. I'm just, oh, okay. There's a culture. Jose, there's a culture there. Another character who I think could use some nurse planning here. I'm going to move on to, to Marvel now. Who, All right. There was some clarification on uh, the long awaited Hawkeye spinoff series. Yes. Um, and now that it's centered on a character called Echo. Yes. Uh, so I'm again I'm familiar with Echo. Why should we be excited? Who is she? All right. So uh, give well. First of all, let me tell you a little bit about the Hawkeye show. Uh, the Hawkeye series is actually based off a a uh, a Hawkeye comic book series at the time, uh, written by an art, a writer called Matt Fraction and drawn by an artist called David Aha, and it is amazing he took hawkeye which had been for years known as like the cranky antagonistic uh self-centered uh mildly chauvinistic archer for the avengers and he said who is this guy when he's not hanging out with the avengers what is his world and what he created was what i can only describe this comic book is is um who is a guy, I, I'm drawing a blank right now, who wrote and directed like Rushmore and the Royal Tenenbaums. Oh, man. And uh, uh, the, the Budapest Express. I'm trying to remember all, all his movies. Um, hey, look it up. You have your phone. Like, you look it up. Um, yeah, look it up. Oh, yes. Yeah. God, I want to say not Cohen. Um, it's not Cohen. It's, 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 Cohen. it's a single guy. Uh, but I, I, I heard. What's his name? I'll find it now. Paul Anderson, is that what it is, maybe? What's Paul Anderson? Wes Anderson, Wes, Wes, yeah, Wes, there you go. Wes Anderson, yeah. yeah. So he basically, uh, uh, what Matt Fraction did was he created a, a superhero crime world through the eyes of a Wes Anderson movie where everyone is quirky and they're just a little bit weird, but all the stakes are real. And it is one of the funnest, best reads you're ever gonna have. Like, honestly, like, it is for, I always recommend, like, for people who don't like comic books, I always recommend five books. I recommend Preacher, I recommend Watchmen. Which is great. I recommend uh, Ultimate Spider Man, written by Brian Michael Bendis. I recommend uh, Powers, and I recommend Hawkeye. Because it is not what you think a superhero book is like. And some of them lean more towards superhero but different. And some of them like are, if superhero is a medium lane, they are on the outskirts. They are on the dirt road. And I feel like Hawkeye is one of those things where you don't know, you think you know the world you're getting and you don't. And it's that much better because it's so weird and it's so quirky and so fun. It's, it can't, and in the books, uh, at the time, there was a period where Hawk everyone thought Hawkeye was dead. So there was another girl who came in and she assumed the mantle of Hawkeye. So in the later part of the series, uh, he she introduces herself to him where he confronts her saying, I heard you took my name. And he takes her under his wing and teaches her all the tricks that he has about being an archer. So she, he's almost training her in a mentor-mentee kind of capacity, which I heard is going to be uh, a large part of the series is going to be based off the Matt Fraction book, uh, including the young girl who he takes under his wing. So uh, that's all super exciting. Now, I didn't know about Echo. So who is Echo? Echo was introduced in a Daredevil uh, comic book series uh, uh, during the late 90s, early 2000s. In fact, 
it was a storyline right after Brian, uh, right after Kevin Smith's Daredevil run. Uh, they, uh, David Mack came on, and David Mack used to do a comic book called Kabuki, which once again, indie, awesome. You got if you just for the artwork alone, it is worth the pickup. But so he came in and he wanted to create a new kind of character for his for movie for his, for the series. So he thought if Daredevil is a blind ninja, essentially. Uh, what kind of com- uh, character would he find compatible? So he creates this character called Echo, who's a woman who's deaf. So she oh, cannot hear, but she has Taskmaster Taskmaster's ability, which is if she sees a move, she can copy it 100%. Oh, wow. Interesting. All she has to do is see it. But here's the crazy part. She doesn't even have to even see it live. If she watches movies or video footage of other fights. She can look at it and goes, oh, and her body will intrinsically know how to make that move and how to flex the muscle and how to pivot and make sure you're balanced. All that. Her body, she sees the move. And so in the comics, she starts taking like like uh, Muhammad Ali videos and like Bruce Lee videos and watch it to prepare to fight against Daredevil. It's great. Like it's, and they start dating, then things go sideways. Like there's a, there's a great scene while they're in a movie theater. And Daredevil is telling her what they're saying, and she's reading Daredevil's lips. It's because Daredevil can hear the movie, and she can see the movie, so she tells him what's happening. He would tell them what they were saying, and everyone in the movie there hated them because they're talking loudly while enjoying the movie. So it was a, it was a really funny panel. But uh, but yeah, that's that is who Echo is. So if Echo's in this, it's really interesting because later on in the comic books. The character that Hawkeye became in Endgame called the Ronin, you know, that ninja suit he had, that black ninja suit? Right, yeah. She assumes that mantle. So the fact that, you know, she's coming in and she eventually becomes Ronin, he's already been Ronin before, I feel there's going to be something going on around there. I mean, it, it would it, the opportunity is so there, you'd be an idiot not to take it. But uh, if that's the case, this sounds like a, the series just elevated itself as like a from like interesting to like really excited right now because it sounds like they're meshing like two or three different storylines into the series now which is awesome oh that's cool all right so that's that's interesting gets me a little bit more excited about that show i wasn't yeah. big on the hawkeye show in particular uh, i know a lot of people don't they don't like hawkeye as a character because jerry Renner hasn't had much to do really um yeah but it's fine i, I didn't not dislike him he's fine uh, no, trust me like if if they do if, if they let jerry jerry Renner do the stuff that hawkeye does to in his series that made him so lovable and so interesting he's going to become he it's he has a potential of becoming like bruce willis likable in the 80s that's a bold statement uh, that's that's how they made it, hawkeye feel in the book that's what i'm saying a really bold statement like the, the hawkeye got messed up so many times that he had bandages all over his face like little like white square bandages because of all the cuts he kept getting because he was throwing out windows and falling out of cars <laughs> so he kept getting bandaged up more and more and more so it almost looked like a frank miller drawing at the end of it <laughs> but it was on purpose and it looked great and so if you if they get bandages I'm excited because I already heard one of the side characters they introduced in the Hawkeye comic book series was a, a dog that Hawkeye ends up adopting who, who he's too busy to think of an actual name for the dog. So he just calls him Pizza Dog because every time he leaves pizza out, the dog eats it. So he calls it Pizza Dog. And I already heard Fair Pizza enough. Dog is in the show. So, yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm excited. All right. And uh, the last thing real quick before we get into the, our breakdown of Falcon Winter Soldier. Uh, kind of get your take on this because I know there were some set photos released for Spider-Man uh, 3. Yes. Uh, nothing major, but obviously, you know, I guess there was a picture presumably with uh, Andre Garfield. It, I mean, it was him. Really? I heard it was. I heard it was a stunt double. Well, but I mean, it's a stunt double for him. But it's essentially, essentially, he's in a movie, obviously. Right, right, right. right. No, they try to say no. And Tom Holland, Tom Holland came out a month ago. Ah, he's not in it. Nonsense! All nonsense. He's in the movie. Then so is this guy. Um, uh, what's the guy for the first Spider-Man? I can't think of his name now. Doesn't matter. Either way. So, and a couple other pictures resurfaced. So I'm thinking in my head because this movie was originally supposed to take place after Doctor Strange. It's coming out before. Coming out before. I thought it was, no, I, I thought from the, uh, from the, from the, uh, 
the, the stockholders meeting, they specifically said um, that Spider-Man 3 is going to come out before. Right, but before, I'm saying before Oh, that. before, before yeah, the yeah, pandemic. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Right, 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 right. Obviously, because Spider-Man 3 with, you know, having both Spider-Mans and Electro and all those other characters, sure. that this was going to be a play on the multiverse and all that. So I'm thinking, okay, we saw WandaVision. There was no real multiverse established <laughs> yet. Per se, wah, right? wah. She comes out in Doctor Strange from everything been, we've been told. So I'm asking, like, how do you think they introduced this in Spider-Man without WandaVision? Like, what what would be well, the to, catalyst to introducing this in this movie? To me, to it, it, it kind of sounds like they flipped things around where it, I think Spider-Man 3 was going to introduce the multiverse problem. And, and Dr. Strange was going to show up and like help fix it out. And then he was going to go, this isn't your fault. Something else made these people come here. And then while following that trail, it would have been WandaVision, which is why he was supposed to show up at the end of WandaVision. Because so you think, yeah, so it's just one of those, it's over, they don't explain, it just happens kind of deal. And then exactly. And, and so dive into it, Dr. Strange movie, perhaps. Because well, I think that what they were trying to, uh, trying to, to set up is that Wanda's hex and her making a small pocket reality on in our world made a crack in in the uh, made a larger crack in what was already the f the first like fault lines that happened from snapping of the infinity gauntlet so i think spider-man 3 was going to be like the the first like uh, specks of the multiverse falling into our world uh he would have followed that trail to wandavision but he would have got it there after she left and then Doctor Strange 2 would have been where things have gotten so bananas because she's studying the Darkhold that he's got to stop her. And it turns out that she's being influenced by, I don't know, Mephisto, Nightmare, uh, uh, some other uh, nerds fantasy that it won't come true. I'm not sure what it is. But oh, basically, yeah. I was about to say, you know, this stuff's going to be it, right? Yeah, yeah, I know. The more we speculate, the less we know. The less it's going to be, yeah. It's, it's always fun to speculate anyway. It's going to be a, a mermaid who farts. It's going to be just the most <laughs> random thing. It's gonna, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, uh, whatever. But listen, it's fun to speculate. And, you know, hey, you never know. It, it, I mean, because obviously, because I just wouldn't expect the world that the world that Spider-Man resides in to be, well, maybe it does. It's kind of convenient. Well, I, I, to be fair, Spider-Man's IP, his world, it literally touches every aspect of the superhero universe. From street crime to space adventure to alternate realities to mysticism, Spider-Man does it all. So to me, I'm not surprised that they're doing this because literally Spider-Man is connected to everything. Even if you look at the Spider-Verse, they, 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 that movie, that Sony movie, took an idea that the comics created, which is like they're all the universe is connected through a thing called the web of life and there's different spider people and in every dimension right. because of that so like that to me it just, once again is this another thing that they've done to show that spider-man is everywhere and is connected to everything so you because of that you can do everything with spider-man and it still works it still plays in some aspect you know right, fair enough I'm, I'm excited to see what they do with that and yeah i and i i quite for the first trailer just like okay what, what are we setting up here i'm just very curious to see how they approach that because we know dr strange is going to be there i think uh, well, what's gonna what we're going to realize that they flip the order in terms of the consequences so now they had because of what wandavision did in wandavision uh, it's going to lead into the cracks in Spider-Man 3. Sp uh, Dr. Strange will help that. And then after he finishes helping Spider-Man, he's going to start following the source of the cracks, which leads into Sp uh, Dr. Strange 2. And it turns out it's Wanda with the Darkhold. I think they're, they're just kind of reordered. Re that's my idea. I might be crazy, but that's what I think. Yeah. Last question on that. Sure. Do you think that, let's just, you know, Spider-Man comes and goes, Doctor Strange comes and goes. At that point, do you think they just close the book on the multiverse? Or do you think oh, no. Marvel's actually trying to pursue I, 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 I am 100% sure, wow. which means nothing. But I'm 100% <laughs> sure I know what they're doing. And, it, and the only reason why I know 100% sure is because what they announced the director of Spider-Man 1, 2, and 3 is going to do after he finishes Spider-Man 3. What's the well, movie? Fantastic Four. Fantastic Four. Who's the Fantastic Four's number one bad guy? Doom, right? Doom. Doctor Doom. And Doctor Doom is the main big bad on a story that involves the Marvel multiverse okay. called Seeker Wars. Where I'm not going to tell you how, but Doctor Doom ascends to godhood 
and creates the multiverse into one planet all under his control and everyone on the planet praises him as god king doom hmm. interesting so okay. the only reason i know that the, the, the multiverse is a long-term concept is because doom is coming to the marvel universe if they if they never reacquired the fantastic four i would i would like eh, maybe it's like a half phase i don't know but because well, like of it little... i already know like it may not be in the first five movies it might be like another like 20 movies later but i guarantee you when secret and here's another th- thing too after Endgame released, they were interviewing the Russo brothers, and they're like, "Oh, you know, we're done. We're taking a break from Marvel movies for a while. We do some other stuff." And and the reporter famously famously asked him, "Is there ever a storyline or title that would bring you back to working with Marvel again?" And they both said, "Secret Wars." So it is in the ether. It is out there, and you're starting to see the little bits of like moves here and there for this grand adventure that if you even if you don't like comic books jose pick up the secret wars trade written by jonathan hickman and you're going to be like what the fuck this is amazing it's incredible Oh, I hope the Rooster Brothers need to get back to Marvel because they can't do anything outside of it to that range. I like Cherry. I thought Cherry was oh, good. Oh, God, I'm always... Ugh. I like Cherry. I thought it was good. Uh, what was the other one of that? Well, there, there's some production with 21 Bridges, which is... 21 Bridges was fun. It was, I mean, it, it was it was a standard cop drama. It wasn't, you know... It was very blind. I mean, it, you know... It, it was standard. It was standard. That's what I'm saying. It was just by a number. nothing special. I mean, I just don't see anything there as, away from... The Marvel. Well, I mean, here's the. They, they got great material, so listen, anybody can look. That's at it, I guess. right, and that's the, here's the thing too is that, uh, like, I think Cherry was was their first step into a more uh, risk taking way of filming a movie because I feel 20, 20, 22 bridges, right? right? That's what it was called. Twenty one, twenty one. But either yeah, whatever it was, it was it was a very straightforward movie. Like it, it felt like. If if Chadwick Boseman wasn't there, you could have done it with Mark Wahlberg. You know, like, well, it could have been anybody. Jason Jason Statham. Yeah, it could have been anybody. And it would, but it, it was it was so it was, it was good, but it's very straightforward. And I feel like if you're able to create what you did with like starting from Winter Soldier, going all the way to Endgame, take more risks in what you're filming and how you're filming it because you have the carblash. Cherry was a risk, but it just it just didn't didn't pan out. It was a little bit depressive. Tom Holland was really good, though. I give him credit. I mean, I, I, I liked it because it was depressive because it felt like something that I haven't seen from them or, or Tom Holland. So I think that's maybe one of the no, reasons why I, I like Tom Holland in it. Yeah. yeah. He was a little young for the role, but whatever and mind you mind you i i don't like everything tom holland does when he's being depressive because he there was that other uh, movie that he oh. did that was super depressing i was the like one, this the is, one on netflix yeah the one like the devil uh, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah not good no. yeah that was not good i so like uh, do, don't don't get it twisted i'm not like hyped that, <laughs> no, that no. tom holland is sad <laughs> i just like a good movie that he's in where he knows how to play sad so that's what right, i'm saying right, yeah, so yeah, that's, that, yeah. One was, oof, was yeah that was bad uh, that was bad that was bad yeah. um but let's move, move on to something that's not bad sure yeah, yes soldier finally dropped we haven't finally about it yet. first episode and so let's get into it i mean it, i'll say this off the bat it was refreshing to see a marvel tv show that actually gave a story and character development in the first episode you know we never seen that before so i applaud marvel for actually you know taking that first step into making good tv it was uh, no and, no don't you know, even uh, try I, I, no just no i'm throwing it out there yeah, just, but you're throwing, I'm saying one episode. One episode. That's all I'm saying. What you're throwing is you're you're, you're doing a ventriloquist <laughs> throw. You're making your voice come over here, but you're coming over there. No, it, Mark. Saying, this, listen, this show gave us some good story. What good character development? I mean, it's just a huge compliment. This no, this show gave you of what WandaVision couldn't even cla- no, no, dream of no, in its first three no, episodes. No, no, yes. because WandaVision was was what we talked about. It was an experience. It was an experiment. Sure. They wanted to do something different. Falcon and Winter Soldier was back to like you know like when you go into back to basics it, now it's basics but it's like back to your favorite restaurant like oh, you, agreed you know it's like i love my food made this way and they're like you're back check it out we got this stuff back. where's the pizza you know the breadsticks and let's, let's get this they got, get they, all, right? they got they got these hot wings that are just oh my god I, I i eat it and i look like a child that makes such a mess but i can't stop eating it that's like the whole thing that whole opening action sequence. Oh, fantastic. Like, I I was watching that, and the whole time I was thinking, like, 
this is a TV show? Because like that was like straight out of the movies. Actually, there was yeah, production and budget were sky high. Oh man, there was there was no corner cut on any of that. Like fantastic. uh, The fact that you saw Patrick the Leaper back in again was like I I just got my daughter to watch and like Winter Soldier. So when she she saw that, she's like, "Dad, it's that French guy who kicks." And I'm like, (laughs) "Yes." So that's close enough. So we got to enjoy that. I thought the the whole thing scene like this is the first time. I mean, Grant. It is Falcon and Winter Soldier, but this is the first time where I feel like I got to see Falcon do something that only Falcon could do. You know, like that 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 sequence of adventures was so tailor made for his skill set. Like Iron Man would have done it a little differently, and then no other Avenger could have really handled that except for like maybe Thor, because everyone else would like would have been totally different anyway with him wouldn't have been absolutely so like the the way he handles it was it was intrinsically a let's show people how visually cool falcon is and you got all that and that was awesome no it really was out of the gate that's first 10 minutes whatever it was it was just so well shot and fun i really like this scene i'm like oh man we're for a ride here (laughs) but what i loved about it too was it, it came like literally a second after hearing the the voiceover of falcon and steve talk from mm-hmm. endgame and he you see there's a moment of like doubt like he's like man what am i doing like am i am i making the right choice right. Am, am i am i doing this out of like responsibility to steve or am i doing this out of responsibility to the government that that i you know that i am i'm part of the military organization too so it, it's just of him ironing and hearing that audio back you're like this guy is definitely going through something and is hired about like where his loyalties or his priorities are and then it jump cuts to the helicopter scene and you know like oh my god i'm in and then it goes right back into what he was doing before which is dedicating the shield to the museum so i right, thought exactly yeah i thought that whole dichotomy of the situation was fantastic and i uh Watching, or first of all, I don't know if you know this, but the uh, the guy who was like his point of contact with the uh, with the air force or the or the army that was following him, the young guy, the young guy, okay, he actually becomes the Falcon in the comic books when Falcon becomes Captain America. Oh, interesting. Okay, but maybe it's just me. But wasn't that dude acting super sketch from the minute you saw him like? hanging out like not in the battlefield but where they were just hanging out at the table like him live streaming everything and recording like I'm, I'm like dude put that fucking camera down <laughs> like I'm a goddamn Avenger like I, I, you don't want I don't need other people especially in the Middle East thinking oh man I'm gonna go t- uh, no get this out of here dude like and they're and it's super like oh yeah and, and it's uh, uh, just the way he was like probing him asking about like is Steve on the moon there's, I, I, you know, so you may, think he's, uh, you know, a little more like. I, I, I think, I think he's. There's more to him, and it sucks because I actually liked his Falcon design in the comics, but I think oh, they're gonna. They're, theory. I think they're, they're 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 setting him up to look like a hero, but when you look at all all his actions after the fact, you'd be like, oh my god, this dude has been playing everybody. I have this feeling that he is interesting. He is more more like i think he's connected more to the flag smashers than he's letting on so he let himself get his ass kicked like yes that? absolutely that's interesting it'll be a nice little turn if it was to be honest with you i'm, I'm not expecting it but i would be interested. i mean like i said he's not a cool. major character like he's still right. like you know when people think uh of falcon or or sam wilson as cap very little people think of that guy as the falcon like he's he's a, he was a uh, he was an intrinsic character during that period of his life but it's not like a, oh now this guy is the falcon like it's not so you could do things with his character that's not in the comics because he's not that important but interesting and I think by doing that to a character that's led to be heroic in the comics, even though he's minor, you can you can play him off and reveal that he's actually not later on, and it's a bigger twist. That's that's what I'm thinking. I'll, I'll, we'll pay attention more to that to see his behavior in the show and see what you know if if it looks like it could be. That's an interesting theory. It really is actually. It, it makes sense. Um, I, I mean, and we'll stick with Falcon. Um, yeah. yeah, I love like him going back home because oh, we get so some good, good backstory because we know we don't know anything about these characters for mm-hmm. the most part, right? And yeah. him or Winter Soldier, except for what they do on screen. But 
the, the family and obviously touching on what happened with the blip him being gone five yeah. years and the kids and his sister picking up the slack in the business that was already cool I love the bank scene oh man the uh, bank scene was murdered uh, to me I was like oh man uh, it's like, <laughs> it was funny but I was like no that's fucked up yeah it really is man like I've, I, I, I've been in those situations where someone will recognize me from like a show and I'm thinking like oh cool can I get this like no oh man like, <laughs> then what's the point of recognizing right. me they're gonna, Great. Hook, they're gonna hook a dude up dude it's, yeah so yeah but, so that was a cool, but that was I was really cool. So they're setting that up. So obviously, I think it'd be a big part of the show, which is great. Like, I like that character. And by the way, how messed up is it that it's five years after the fact, or you know, was that he's been gone? Right. Tony right, Stark right. died, and he left all of his like technology to Peter, but he couldn't hook up all the other Avengers with like like fifty grand or a hundred grand. It's like, a, <laughs> hey, you know, it's true. These guys, they have no money. I'm like, I mean. Come on now. I, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean, you're, he even said like, I got these government contracts. So like, I'm like, this guy's not like for what he's doing for the government. He's not getting paid thirty grand a year. Like, this is some like real major, for especially for the kind of stuff that he's doing. They gotta be forking Same. over saying some like be, he's gotta be getting paid big time. He's yeah, what you wanna call him? They, they make bank. They have. So like, I, I felt that was a little bit on like. Uh, I'll, I'll like, give you that because he should have money himself. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, he's getting paid. I mean. Uh, come on, I'm really. He's, I mean, that's super. So whatever he does, that's yeah, yeah. I know it's super heroic military uh, stuff. Like you're getting, you're getting a little bit of extra bank now. And then you have so to. That ask, was kind of weird. Th but then you have to wonder: Is it because of like the blip and no? F with five years of no transactions, or is it because of the blip and because he's black? Like, is that that thing? And I mean, and I know the the, the banker is like, oh my god, you're awesome. But uh, you know, it's not like it, it reminds me of those times. Like, how many people love? Jackie Robinson as, right. a, as, a, as a baseball player but if you try to walk into like a certain restaurant like ah oh, read the sign pal like you know so because, uh, I saw a movie was it a One Night in Miami I don't know if you've seen that one oh I haven't seen it I heard it's good though it's great but it's a scene you know with uh, you know uh, Jim Brown you know who's famous football player back in the 60s right. and it starts off with him you know talking to his some rich guy and it's a big huge house and they're on the porch and hey and, hey, and he's very admiral to him they're they give him drinks and they're talking having a good time laughing and then he has to, the white guy who is his friend has to go inside the house so jim brown's in the following he's like oh no, no 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 you can't come in and i was like damn yeah it's like that was like yeah it's like that entertain yeah. me you mm -hmm. jim brown yeah wait don't but don't there's, come inside my there's house. a clear line of where our right, friendship stops a, exactly so, so yeah it's so that stuff happens all the time so i found that very interesting i, I really did i was so i, I want to see more about it and i also want to see about like you know when when good people feel like they're not being allowed opportunities to do things what is that going to do like is that going to push his sister to pull away from him or push his sister to do something extreme because she's frustrated like there's a lot of dynamics that pop up that makes me oh, yeah, exactly which I'm, I'm looking for yeah absolutely some good nice good storytelling which I'm you know it's, it's not all going to be action it shouldn't be all action right um, for Winter Soldier again another good start I liked dude you know, they had that quick little flashback scene his dream and killed a little Chinese guy whatever the case at the time ended up being a big thing I'll be honest when I first saw that I was like is he going on like wet works operations for the u.s like i thought it was like a oh that was like that like current like current. yeah i thought it was oh. a current now where he was like using the legend of himself to intimidate oh, so no. i that's what i thought and then I, when, when he, i saw the long hair i knew it was a dream then i pointed well you know all the traders have short hair i'm like this yeah you know you're right because i was thinking because I, I the last time i saw one long hair was uh in an in infinity war so i was like oh is this that time like around there or something close to it? but you know i didn't i didn't even realize that his arm was like that gray metal and not the gold black Right, exactly. So I, you know, you're actually right. I should have caught that. I didn't. But at the but time, for a second, I was like, "Oh my god!" Uh, <laughs> and then, right. and I realized because he even says, "You know, hail Hydra." So I thought like he was going after old Hydra agents. Like, oh, that's what like I thought at first. Cleaning house. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And then, and then when he killed the Asian guy, I was like, "Oh nope, nope, no." Nope. And then that's <laughs> it. And but the minute the that that I guess that his father, like his father, right. mentioned his son, I'm like, "Oh." And man, dude, man. out of the minute he said it, I knew out of it. all the weeks to have. Asian hate violence <laughs> like it was I was like oh man I hope no one puts this on Marvel like they're showing a story go. but I was very nervous I was like oh yeah, I'm surprised that black guys can't get loans and yeah see the kill like it's, oh my it's, god it, you, know, go. you know what Marvel is a world right outside our window it is <laughs> absolutely true right there so <laughs> well the wolf mafia all of a sudden they're falling asleep it, no it's not the wolf mafia it's just the mafia it's just it is <laughs> just the mafia <laughs>
But uh, I mean, but I like what what they're doing with him, like the the sessions, him going through his uh, immense process. I thought, was which cool. by the way, I thought of something really cool, and I, I don't know if you got that or not. But you know, when when the his 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 psychiatrist or therapist asks him what he wants, and he says peace, and she's like, "You're lying." No. I was actually a little bit bummed out. I was like, I think that's what he really wants. Like, he even said, like, the only time, the last time I was in peace was in Wakanda. Like, he just wants what he had in Wakanda. Like, he wants to be calm and he wants to be, uh, uh, feel that he doesn't need to ever have to become violent. Not because he doesn't, he, he, doesn't, he can't control himself. I, I, think, I think what scares him now is that he's too comfortable. He, like, like, that's all he knows. Yeah, that's it's all he knows. And, he's, yeah. and it's all, it almost comes too easily to him. So he can get himself lost. So it's not like, a, I'm afraid of what I'm going to do. He's like, no, I'm afraid I'm going to do it without even thinking about it. And it's going to be horrible. Like that's And, and that's going to become his life. Exactly. Yeah, and I, I'm, I'm with you there. I think I agree with that. Like it's, so, yeah. Yeah, so I, I, I you know, I, I'll, I'll, I'll a little bit, because I go, I go to therapy. I'm like, you're a horrible therapist. Call him a liar. Like, he just <laughs> told you a thing. Like, even if you don't think he's real, like go at it another way because maybe that's why he's not talking to you <laughs> <laughs> oh man that is awesome that's good but uh yeah it was good you know him going today I, I liked it like i said it was after that action sequence it was very tame but but good storytelling yeah now then, because of all the, now let's talk about the the flag smashing event uh, with uh, with once again um, the I forgot the, the I forgot his name but whatever the, yeah. the kid the whatever. The, the, the kid the the kid, the kid contact right the soldier right. contact yeah. um, you know I thought w- it, to me the flag smasher move uh, for that whatever robbery heist they were doing was brilliantly planned I, I got major uh, Joker Dark Knight vibes with the whole thing oh gotcha right like, set up the whole yeah thing. I love that whole yeah. thing where it's gonna be chaos everyone's gonna be wearing a mask and out of everyone there like three people are in on it and everyone else are just people who are following it on the internet because mm-hmm. when when the Dark Knight was coming out I was living in New York and me and another buddy of mine uh, we found out there I, I don't even remember or not but uh, one of the promotional campaigns that we're doing for the Dark Knight were these uh, real world scavenger hunts and they had them in like LA and New York. So we, we got to do the New York one where we had an app and it would give us like these codes and we had to figure out these riddles to go to the next spot and get another clue. And it only the clues only activated when you got to the spot and then you send a message to your phone. So you had to be part of a whole thing. So you couldn't like be from your house to do it. You got to go to the area, you know, very geo, uh, uh, geo location uh, integrated to be accessible. So the whole thing with the flag smashers telling people to come over, I could totally see people showing up just to see what was going to happen, you know? Of course, yeah. So like to to me, all that rang very true, whether it's people who are like committed to like the flag smashers cause or just people who are like, this is a thing I saw online. Let me go see it. They just want some action. So so I thought that was great. And then this, that dude shows up and just whoops, this, this, this dude's face. Once again, I think, I think, I think he, he, he knew that he was getting his, his, his ass kicked because he had the camera set up on his shirt, that, you know, A, to make it look like he was casual and conspicuous, but also to kind of show, like, look what's happening to me. So, you know, I, I, I feel Maybe. like uh, the way that dude hit him in the face, if that dude was that strong that he jumped out of a... He would have killed him. <laughs> so killed to him, me, that was, like, that was like, turn left, clack. Like, he knew he was going to get kicked and he well, needed to make it a certain maybe, way. Right, maybe. I mean, obviously, I would assume Zemo's tied into all this. I I, well, you know, I don't know if Zemo is tied into all this because the flag smashers, like, like that the soldier dude said... Uh, in the comics, first of all, the uh, Flag Smasher is the name of the character in the comics, and he has an organization called the Ultimatum. But the but the purpose of the organization is the same thing. They are they are against uh, countries having borders. They believe the world should be just one major uh, world and work united, but united under the control of the Flag Smasher. So you know, of course. you know, everyone's a, a little Napoleon in them. So, but the, so I don't. But because the organization is called the Flag Smashers, uh, I don't know who the leader is going to be because Zemo's whole deal is superheroes are the problem so we need to wipe them out so he he doesn't care about borders he you know he actually cares a little bit too much about borders because he was a sokovian soldier and his wife and kids were killed so he's very much like my country got wiped out i want to burn every hero out there but i don't think he would be connected to the flag smash i think he's the what's gonna happen with zemo is that Zemo is going to realize the flag smashers are standing the way of what he wants to do and so he's got to turn 
to Falcon and Winter Soldier, sort of like the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Really? I feel okay. like that's what's going to happen. That's, I like that. That's a, that's a theory. Okay, I like that. Yeah, I mean, obviously he's... Well, the trailer didn't really reveal much, but I mean, I you know he was a villain last time we saw him. Right. I assume he's a villain. He's going to be a villain moving forward. But okay, that'd be interesting. I mean, yeah, I mean, I will see what which way they go with it. Um, but a very good start. It's a really good start to the show. I'm really and, excited. And then like at the end, you got to see the new Captain America. Yeah. Oh, is he just like a pawn? Well, he, or just like some patsy? Hey, no, he's a major. On. He's a major character in the Marvel yeah. universe. So okay. uh, when Captain America quit being Captain America in the late 70s, uh, actually during uh, when they had Nixon, uh, uh, Captain America uh, said, you know, I'm become this illusion. Like, you know, I know what America stands for and the go this government isn't it. So I quit being Captain America. So first he, he, he uh, became a, a version of Captain America in a black suit uh, and he called himself the captain and then he eventually became a character be, uh, called Nomad. And so the government's like, well, we need a Captain America. So they got this dude uh, to become Captain America. And he was like, a, he's a Marine. So, you know, obviously a much more intense, hardcore kind of soldier. And they, 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 used, uh, they use a guy called the, the, the power broker who usually would be hired by supervillains to give them powers, but the government hired him to give, make their own superhero. So he juiced, he's juiced him up. He's juiced up. He juiced, he juiced up. And so he's like Captain America, except super, almost like how like Wolverine has sort of like that berserker rage. Right. The soup up that they gave him made, it made him susceptible to like rages. So, uh, because things got so bad, Captain America had to step in, take this guy down, reassume the mantle of Captain America. And uh, so then when the government, when he gave the, uh, the replacement Captain America to the government to throw in jail, they performed more uh, procedures on him to remove the rage aspects. So it became much more controllable. And so then he became controllable, but he was still like a cocky dick, but a heroic cocky dick, but still a cocky dick to begin with. So they gave him and they gave, they, they found the, uh, the black Captain America suit that Captain America wore when he had quit and they gave it to him and he became a new character called the U.S. Agent. Hmm. And so he's got a shield and he's got his, his look looks like Captain America and he is strong like Captain America but not as strong as Captain America. Okay. And, but he's very much... But he still has obviously super, well, superhuman abilities. Superhuman, yeah, super, super strength and speed but he's like, okay. Captain America can beat him but he is close to Captain America, but he's not as fast and he's not as strong. And uh, one of the things that, that Captain America has that they don't do and uh, that he doesn't is that Captain America's mind is also enhanced by the super soldier serum. And they kind of alluded to a little bit of that in like the original Captain America movie. Remember where he walked into the room where uh, Hydra had all their maps and their and their layouts for attack and he looked at it and then he, he helped save Bucky and then he told in detail what their maps were laid out as so he his brain works at a thing where if he learns something he understands it immediately he just needs to like take like a few minutes to like look and understand something and then he'll get it so it's not like you know dr strange has like has a has like a, a photographic memory where he once he looks at something he'll remember the, the thing he looked all the time right captain america can learn things quickly so he can look at something and go, oh, I, I, I know what, what, is, what, what this is for, so I'm going to remember all the details of the thing and I understand what their plan of attack is. The, which is why Captain America is considered the greatest tactician in the Marvel Universe. If you if give him enough time to plan a strategy, it is one of those, it will be the best strategy to, to lead to victory because he'll factor in everything and know how to, take, how to lead a battle to victory. Oh, interesting. So, but U.S. agent doesn't have that. He's just strong and fast. His mental right. capacity is still his own. So that's one of the difference between what the super soldier serum did for Cap versus what's happened with U.S. agent. But, you know, they the, right now they're depicting him as sort of, like if you notice the uh, the costume they gave him, it, the, the U.S. agent costume is exactly like that, except take the blue out and make it all black and keep the red parts, and that's U.S. agent. So you see, like, his chest kind of has, like, a like a rectangular flag yeah. aspect, and okay. all that is the U.S. agent design. So I, I'm actually excited if they give him the black version at the end of the series. You know, sort of like how Wanda introduced Photon. I, you know, they're already clearly introducing him in, in this aspect. And what the, cool, the better thing is, 
If they gave you as agent his black costume, it would make more sense than the black costume on Superman on Zack Snyder's cut because he has no reason to be in it. They can explain anything. I'm sorry. That's just, it's yeah. all the words. That's all I got to say. And let's end it there. It doesn't matter. <laughs> on that note, right. <laughs> I look forward to the next episode. We'll definitely uh, talk about this episode two. Yeah, I'm, 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 ex I'm excited about I'm it. I hope you get Zemo uh, you know, in episode two. I'm looking Probably, forward to that. I would assume we would by that time, right? I guess. I mean, I don't know. I and I, 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 and, and they're, they're like 50 minute episodes. So, you know, I feel like you get a, you get a good dose of no, it's good. I think it was like yeah. cool to take it with a 25 minute credit scene. I don't know oh, why. Just, oh, God. There's a lot of people working out there. That's why it looks so good. You got to put 20 minutes. Yeah, I know, but damn. But it's just like, yeah, around 43, 40, which is really good, which I think that's yeah. a sweet spot. And I hope, like I hope we get some after credit scenes because I, I you know, I, if the whole thing yeah, with, with I mean, WandaVision, Wanda, Wanda did it like later on. Yeah, but I expect it later on. But WandaVision was because we, we didn't reach the time of the after credit scenes until later in the series. We're already in the now, technically, so we should be getting after credit scenes on this too so i'm just saying i'm gonna feel a little bit let down marvel step up your game you're dropping the ball you set up you set up a rule and you took it away i i, I do, do better bastards be best uh so guys that has been nerd explaining thank you so much for checking us out uh we have so many more shows coming up we we we, we got jay rocha's episode we we're just in time for the kong versus godzilla release uh we're going to be talking about pretty soon uh when bad batch comes out and uh and we're obviously falcon winter soldier uh, we have tons of dc news come up next episode as well so guys keep checking us out uh follow us on instagram and twitter instagram we are uh nerdsplaining pod on twitter we are nerdsplaining underscore uh jose tell the good people where they can follow you Catch me my other podcast, The Real Mentors Podcast, focusing on movies, uh, regular movie news, not as much geek stuff. We focus a lot on TV as far as a what, uh, watch list and do not watch list. How dare you? Uh, and guys, uh, you can uh, check me out, ericdasilva.com. You can check out my album, uh, Durably Offensive, uh, found everywhere. You can download albums too. Follow me on uh, Instagram and Twitter at The Silva Comic. Uh, if you have any questions or if you have any opinions, uh, don't forget to contact, contact us. If you have questions you want us to answer, hit us up as well and we'll do all those things and guys once again thank you for listening to nurse planning because if you don't know now you know peace peace